Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com and thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiacs, or our YouTube channel, Channel Enthusiacs, where you can fo- uh, follow all our video content, Let's Plays, etc. I am your host, Jeff for Baron Fang, and this week I am joined by Goose. How are you, Goose? Happy to be here. By Tony. Hello. And once again... Vernon, how are you, Vernon? I'm just trying to figure out where all the white women are. <laughs> uh, and let's just hit up uh, what everybody has been playing uh, recently. Uh, start with you, Tony. What's uh, What have you been playing lately? Uh, well, uh, on the 3DS, they finally, finally released the original Pokemon <laughs> games. Still oh, yeah. Playing Pokemon Yellow on my 3DS, which is amazing. Um Still some Halo 5 on my Xbox One, and uh, just got Bloodborne a year <laughs> later for uh, my PS4. Th- those those ports of those original games are they have they been uh, modernized for lack of a better word? Like are they? Uh, uh, I think they're just the originals, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, I think they actually have some. Uh, I haven't gotten far enough to know, but I think like you can actually trade with people online rather than having the link cable that you needed to back in the day and actually battle people online. But I don't know that oh, wow. yet okay. for sure. Well, that's cool. I I kind of don't understand why they hadn't done that years ago. Isn't Pokemon like just licensed to print money, basically? <laughs> basically, yeah. Weird. Yeah. How about you, Vernon? Uh, Warframe, Fallout, uh, Warhammer, the the forty k game that I was gifted recently, um, and a little bit of Chrono Trigger. Oh, okay. Uh, and how about you, Goose? I've been slamming through Chrono Trigger, Saints Row 4, and as soon as I get extra money around, I'm definitely hitting Pokemon Yellow. i got to get my old school on. Is it a coincidence that <laughs> yeah. you two are both playing Chrono Trigger at the t- same time? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> not at all. Okay. <laughs> I thought that sounded a bit weird. I mean, it's a great game, but weird that you both pulled that out. Um, well, let's get to our topic du jour. And uh, recently there's been some... Um, interesting comments uh, out of the Microsoft camp that's uh, got us thinking about uh, the future of consoles in general. So we'll just call this episode uh, Future Console Plans. How about that? Something short enough. (laughs) Uh, And uh, yeah, I mean, I I was thinking, um, you know, it does say a lot about uh, the current generation of consoles when you consider that we've got four people on this podcast and two of them have no current generation consoles <laughs> and aren't in a huge rush to do so. That's kind of, uh, in, I would say that speaks volumes about the level of interest at this point. Um, I mean, between you and uh, Tony, I think you've got all of them, Vernon. Um, well, no, so I, I mean, between the two of you, uh, you know, like Tony, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, right. And, I mean, don't you have a, I thought well, you had a PS4. I mean, there's one in the house, but I've never used it, you know, like as, as I plugged it in once to help charge the uh, controller. That's about as much uh, involvement. Oh, and I scrolled uh, through a sale uh, once as well too. But I, I, the wife don't well, let me play with honest, it. Honestly, yeah, it even if that was an issue, and I'm not saying whether it is or not, we'll save that for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't really have any particular interest in in playing. So, um, and you know, if it wasn't for current, you know discussions about things like the division etc coming up uh I, I probably wouldn't have thought of it for you know another few months but um it kind of came, it came up when i was thinking about this topic in general 
I think it says a lot about this generation when people are already starting to talk about the next generation <laughs> uh, and and oh, future yeah. plans and the and the companies involved too. Um, anyway, the the announcement that sort of kicked off this discussion, uh, and I can't for the life of me, I don't know if you can, Vernon, remember what specific event this was. Was this a Microsoft like event where all this uh, recent talk happened? Uh, some sort of spring conference that they had about the Xbox? Uh, yeah, it was so. It was some kind of uh, event that they had where Phil Spencer yeah. was giving like the keynote speech. Um, uh, I, I have the articles up. I'm trying to skim through quickly yeah. to see if I can anyway, find it. Um, basically, and th- th- this this um, these comments have triggered a fair bit of discussion around, and uh, not the least of which in our little group about the idea of, and this is something that came right out of Phil Spencer's comments. A, a console that sorts of sort of kills the idea of generations, uh, a console that could be upgraded, uh, which is needless to say a bit of a game changer. Now, this is obviously connected conceptually to Microsoft's idea of having a, a universal OS like Windows 10 across all platforms, and they're in a unique position to be able to do that. Um, got a lot of people talking and a lot of people thinking, and I and I. You know, as I started to think about Sony and micro, uh, Sony and Nintendo's plans, I thought, wow, there's there's definitely some different directions that they're going in, uh, considering the investment in in this uh, generation. But um, just to start off on the Microsoft's uh, idea, I mean, uh, Vernon, you've read the same articles I have, uh, in all likelihood. Um, do you think this is uh, is them sort of fishing or floating this idea, or do you think this is their long-term intention to really get away from periodic releases and 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 literally going down the path he he talked about and upgrading consoles i think they're serious yeah i think they're serious um for a while i i was i was a little annoyed that uh, a lot of their xbox one exclusives uh rise son of rome uh, for instance was were going to PC, um, and you know there there were a couple of them: Rise, Son of Rome, Dead Rising Three. Um, I believe you know a couple of their other exclusives that are coming out, such as uh, Quantum Break. Uh, as of recording this, mm-hmm. that's not out yet. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that's coming with a with a with a Windows release as well. So it's they're playing it fast and loose with the word yeah. exclusive. Um, but I do think that this is something that they're very serious about because of the uh, because of the integration. Uh, that the Xbox One has had with Windows 10, um, and for the you know the universal uh, Windows platform that they're looking to do, uh, from my understanding, it lets it, it lets these games be playable on any Windows device, not just PC and um, yeah. and Xbox. Uh, you know, being being that uh, you know they're going to be Windows 10 compatible, it's going to be any device, a uh, phone, tablet, uh, computer, whatever. So in that, it's going to be it's it sounds like and i've heard the i've i've read this word a lot the, the pc yeah. ecosystem <laughs> um the gamer ecosystem that uh that they're that they're trying to create with this um because uh you know they're looking to make it so that it's easier to i guess upgrade mm. the xbox one regularly in terms of hardware and software every couple of months every year stuff like that which essentially makes it sound like the xbox is just going to be essentially an iphone release every year um, where they don't really make that many upgrades and it just looks yeah. shinier. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. If yeah, I'm wrong. and I, I also uh, I also heard a lot of speculation about well, what does this mean about the physical box and and what would you know what could it be changeable in some way? 
Uh, I mean, t- Tony, I, I have to ask you, as somebody who's to- toyed with the idea of getting a gaming PC, and I think you've even looked at Steam boxes here and there, uh, I mean, what hearing this, what what do you think? Like, it, <laughs> do you think it's going to get to a point where you're just going to have an, a, a console that's upgradable and the and you're not really going to have the, an interest in a in a dedicated PC anymore if they go this route? I mean, I'm not sure. It's it's interesting to say the least. I mean, it depends on how exactly it plays out. I mean, I don't know. When I hear this, it's it makes me think of, and I might be sidetracking a little bit here, but there was um there was a a, a a, a PC console that I think Razer introduced a couple years at E3 where it was like it was like a, a stack of like individual components and you could interchange mm-hmm. each one. And I'm and I'm thinking like is that the route that Xbox is going where it's a box, but are they trying to make it simple enough for console gamers that's like, oh, here's the new graphics card, but it's as simple as you you press a button, take it out, put it in, and you know because when I hear upgradable, is it like what does that mean for the average gamer? Like somebody that like me that doesn't know anything about building a computer, like is it really upgradable in the sense of it's easy or like it just, it depends on what that phrase means. You know, it's not very well explained on what an upgradable hardware system is. So it, yeah, it makes me a little uneasy, but only because I don't know what that means. If you know, yeah, no, what I, I you know, know what exactly what you're saying. Uh, Goose, you've definitely been more of a console enthusiast over the years. I mean, can you picture yourself getting your hands dirty, opening up something, and <laughs> changing components and stuff if you had to, or it, does that uh, frighten you away potentially? See, that's what, going off what Tony said. I completely agree. They're going to have to do a better job of explaining to, for lack of a better word, us console peasants, <laughs> as to how exactly, what exactly they mean. Like Tony said, if it's something simple like you push the button, you replace the card, something like that, we can probably figure it out. But if we were good at building things, we'd probably have built our PCs by now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do have to wonder, like, um, you hear every generation, you hear the same thing. You hear that they all take a hit on the hardware, right? You lose money on the hardware, yep. you make it back on the software. You That just, just seems to be an accepted way of doing things. Uh, I wonder, it, does this does this change that? Do, do, now you know you don't you lose money on the uh, original box, but because you're upgrading the box incrementally now, uh, you're, you're getting you're getting a customer back into the shop, not unlike a, a car dealer <laughs> for the aftermarket stuff. I mean, <laughs> could that turn it around such that the hardware is actually uh, you know break even or even profitable? I I do have to wonder because you know I I hear the word upgrade and. I picture chips going slots, cards. Uh, obviously, uh, patches and stuff can. I mean, we, we all know that. Uh, what? what the, remember the lies about the, <laughs> the. Um, uh, God, I've already forgotten what the damn thing's called on the Xbox One. The the camera uh, that's connect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the we, connect. We, we all remember the lies about how that there was no way they could, uh, you know, unincorporate it, and then sure enough, eventually, <laughs> up, updates eventually came they, out, they, and they not only did off, they yeah. take it off, but they allowed the is this right brain power that was being dedicated to it to be used? Yeah. The 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 seven CPU core they finally yeah, unlocked yeah. it. I think. So it's. It's clear yeah. that there's a lot of stuff they can do with software upgrades to unlock potential of a machine, but at some point, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm picturing stuff being physically added, uh, components. However, that's going to work, and it it it's you know, I mean your your iPhone well, comment is scary, Vernon, because that's another even more uh, dastardly route they could go, where it's literally a minor upgrade right? every year. But see, here's here's, and I'm just kind of now thinking about this. So if again, it's just 
if that's the route they're going down, they just need to explain it more because let's say it is, even if it's, yeah, you either need to be more, you know, technically inclined to know how to use this upgradable Xbox or whatever it may be. I mean, is there going to be a point where it's like, hey, here's this new game that comes out in the in the lifespan a couple of years down the road, but you know what, it needs these minimum specs. So if you bought this base Xbox three or whatever the hell it is, you know, and you haven't upgraded it, but now you can't run this newest game. I mean, you know, is that the route? I mean, that absolutely kills the purpose of a console, isn't it? And that's the other thing too. That's, that's actually kind of scary is the developer side of things. Um, from what I've been reading and by no means am I an expert, um, computer wise or anything else involving this. Um, but it, it, it's scary because, you have to think about the games that are being developed or that will be developed for this pillar universal windows platform. Um, you know, who's going to agree to this? Um, when you think, when you think about how origin works, how steam works and how, uh, developers can sell their games directly to gamers through those platforms. How is this universal thing going to work when, when, when developers have to, uh, you know, do these apps that they can only register with the with yeah. the Windows Store, and then register with with what Steam and Origin and stuff like that, so that they you know that so that people can buy it on multiple I guess digital platforms. How how is that going to work, and who's going to agree to to do that so that their game can be accessible between Xbox, PC, yeah. phone, tablet, yeah. whatever? So that that's my question as well. Who's yeah. going to agree to that? I know. I know yeah. EA won't. And do you eventually see Steam ending up uh, being compatible on this sort of a device? Like, could it happen? Yeah, and people are going to take a hit. Uh, some somebody's pocket's going to get light if this if this is how I think. Let it me is. throw a question out to the group because this I, I've been reading a little bit about uh, Sony's. You know, what is Sony going to do in response to this? But bef- but before we get to that. Um, let's say uh, let's say the reverse of the scenario that that is the case today is true, and instead of Sony being ahead by God knows how many million consoles, it was Microsoft uh, today that was well ahead. Uh, if that were the case, do you do you guys still see Microsoft going down this road, or is this a we're losing so we've got to <laughs> we've got to make a bold move type of deal? It's a good question, honestly. Um... Because I, I wouldn't I say know. that it smacks of desperation. There, there's, it's definitely innovative, and in, in who knows whether it's going to be a good thing or not. The jury's out on that. But to me, if you if you were like taking names and that far ahead, why would you undermine things by saying, you know, actually in future we're not going to be selling as many units and there's going to be upgradable and stuff? It seems to me like a decision you really only make from when you're coming from behind, honestly. But I don't know. <laughs> phrasing. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you have something I else mean, to add other than I that? Can... <laughs> no, no, that was it. Go ahead, Tony. I mean, yeah, kind of. A, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you don't really hear PlayStation making any or Sony making any any comments about the future of their hardware. You know, they're kind of making a push for VR, yeah. but that's kind of well, another. Look, I, I w- another time. I was but actually going to get to that, uh, uh, but yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, as far as, you know, their future hardware or, you know, what they plan to do, you don't hear much from it. Maybe that's why it's because they're so, you know, yeah, so I, far ahead and, not, you know, slowing the down. Risk of speaking for I, Sony, I think they've sold so many consoles that they're sitting at this point thinking, well, let's start getting, I hope they're sitting back going, let's get games out and consolidate, you know, 
Like if <laughs> this is only going to pay off for us if we actually sell soft sell enough software to justify all these consoles being out there. Um, I think that Microsoft's biggest problem, if I were to yeah. jump in here, is that since the beginning of this generation, they have been almost wholly focused on their hardware. Very, You've seen very little of them talking about what's going to be on the console. It's always been what the console can do, what's the future of the console. And I think the late CEO of Nintendo, Mr. Iwata, said it best. Software sells yeah. hardware. It doesn't matter what your console can do if you have nothing anyone wants to yeah. play on it. Amen. Whereas Sony, for example, yes, they do still – admittedly, they have a limited library. But when I compare one to the other, when I think of the Xbox, the first thing that pops to mind is Halo 5. And honestly, I don't think – my head doesn't have a whole lot of other, oh, that's an Xbox exclusive yeah. right that- now. So they need to work on in getting more exclusives and worry less about the future of their hardware. I love you, Goose. <laughs> you're you're a man after my own heart. I, uh, I, I, I have well, not look, been saying I, I would here, much so. rather, wait, wait. honestly, at the risk of like you know uh, undermining the <laughs> everyone's enjoyment, uh, every listener's enjoyment of this podcast. I would much rather be sitting here right now doing a what great games are out for the Xbox One and the PS4. But we can't really do that because it's such a short list of frigging games that it'd be over in like 20 minutes. Uh, and here, so here we are, uh, you know, barely two plus what? What is it? Uh, two and a half years into the generation, and we're and here we are talking yeah. about the future <laughs> already. But um, you know, like I said at the start, that kind of says a lot. Um, so Sony's response, I I don't know whether any of you have seen some of the articles. Uh, there's a Forbes article that you know says you know if Xbox One becomes immortal, <laughs> what is, where does this leave the PlayStation? What's Sony's response going to be? I, I tend to agree with a lot of what, what I've been hearing out there that there's really no reason for Sony to directly respond to this. They've got a lead. They may as well just you know make their games do what they do what they've been doing. Part of the reason that they didn't piss people off like Microsoft did at the you know announcement phase of this generation is they didn't you know try and completely revamp the PS4. Uh, the, the the PS4 is a is it fair to say that it's um, a logical leap forward from the PS3 in terms of hardware, but essentially it's still a gaming console, and that's why people liked it. Like, I mean, Vernon, do you see do you see Sony having any reason to respond to this other than just consolidating their lead and getting software out there? It's like you said, um, Sony's success is attributed to the fact that they didn't shit themselves when they announced their console, um, and Microsoft made every mistake they could um so in that uh, you know yeah they've got such a lead that they really don't need to respond but you have to look at the flip side of, uh, of microsoft where yeah if the xbox one fails they'll take a hit but their hands yeah. are in everything else computers they, everything so in that uh, I, I really don't believe that it's something that can be taken lightly on Sony's part, even though they are in a significant sales lead in terms of consoles, because Microsoft could easily do something like this, where they make the Xbox One immortal, and, you know, it's, and let's say everyone jumps on board, you know, all the developers and and publishers and stuff like that, let's say everyone jumps on board with this idea, yes, that's going to leave Sony high and dry, Um, so they can't afford, I've been saying this for a while, they can't afford to just sit back on their console sales, like Goose said, and like the late Mr. Iwata, rest in peace, said, it's the software, not the hardware, so... 
okay, you've sold 20 million PS4s, but what's there to play on it that you can't play on an Xbox One, a PC, and <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for even saying this, but a Wii U. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they can't afford to, regardless of what yeah. their sales are. Uh, Tony, you hit on something that Sony is doing, and it's not in response to this, but they're off on their own uh, little tangents, uh, one of which is is VR. Um, I I mean, I, I don't want to turn this into a VR episode. We can, <laughs> we can certainly do that in future, but, uh, I mean, Tony, as a PS4 owner, uh, would you... Would you consider VR, and and more broadly, would you see VR as a way that Sony can actually consolidate their lead? That's that's gonna is it gonna help them in in any way, or is this just everyone's on the VR bandwagon and Sony has to be out in front of it? I, you know, once again, I'm gonna have to channel Goose and say it's it's about <laughs> the software. I mean, you know, it's. I, I haven't had a chance to, you know, experience any of the VR, but even if it is, I mean, it's great if it's like, you know, you can play some of the certain games that are available now on it. Um, and I know like VR or the PlayStation VR specifically, like they're having a few games out, uh, like Ace mm-hmm. Combat 7 and a couple other games. And it's like, yeah, well, I think that might be cool. Knowing how much VR is cost is about to cost for like the, yeah. uh, the Vive and the, uh, the Oculus at like what six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Am I gonna if the VR is even five hundred dollars? I'm, yeah. I'm not paying that. You know, so it's uh, I don't know. I don't think that's what they can rely on as the future. You know, of well, their the amount, of their hardware. The amount sales. they talk about it, you'd you'd almost think that they believe that though, <laughs> in some ways. You know what I was thinking the other day? Um, I mean, you, you're all familiar with Wii Sports, right? It, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I could oh, yeah. be wrong, but I think it's up there with Super Mario Brothers for, like, one of the best all-time selling games for any system. And granted, both of those ones were largely bundled. Uh, if they can, if they being any of the players that are in the VR space, if someone out there that's offering VR hardware can come up with a, a – I don't know if you guys get what I'm getting at, but you, you remember how Wii Sports was the proof of concept for everybody for the Wii? If some if someone out there can come right. up with that Wii Sports level killer app for VR, I think it could put it over the top. But I, but, but who's it going to be? I mean, you know, the, is that even possible? But is even as good as Wii Sports was? I mean, is anyone still playing that today? And how long were people playing that after? Look, it, it doesn't. You know, that's it, kind it, of beside it, the point. It sold. It sold to the console. You know. <laughs> but it did. Yeah, it sold the console initially, but I mean, well, I guess that's all Nintendo really needed is everybody bought it out the gate, but then that was it. Who who else bought a Wii for all the exclusive great games for the I can, Wii? Yeah. yeah, I can say from personal experience of working at uh, at GameStop that after um, after the Wii, you know, hit and you know, a couple of years after that, I saw a lot of those motion games coming in for trade because yeah. no one was interested. Um, and especially Wii Sports and and the uh, and the, the 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 evolved iterations of that. Actually, sure. do you mind if I throw something out there? In terms of uh, you know what what they're doing with VR and stuff like that, I'm not too worried about you know what what what's going to happen in terms of VR with the with the video game industry and how it'll how it'll change things quote unquote because we're years away from what I actually want, which are holograms and Star Trek shit. <laughs> um, but I think a couple of missed opportunities are are some things that we that we need to address in lieu of the recent news that's come out of Phil Spencer, out of Sony, which 
for some reason, are both talking about cross-play between their console yeah. and the PC, but that's beside the point. Um, so Sony has essentially abandoned mm-hmm. the PS Vita, has abandoned PlayStation TV, um, and there's been no other updates on you know this on this new update 3.50, which the, the biggest news to come out of that is that you can appear offline to your friend. That was the main focus <laughs> that everybody that was the squeaky wheel that needed the grease. I just want to throw yeah. that out there. Vernon, um, did, didn't they say that they were gonna that a part of this big firmware release was that you could not only play on PC but also on a Mac? Yep, yep, PC and Mac, and that's also Jeez. what. I'm assuming that's what Microsoft is saying. No, 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 they're not. They're just saying Xbox and, and PC. So that's a good point. Um, you know, Sony's making it so that you can stream your games uh, to PC and Mac as well as, you know, the cross-play functionality, but there's no beta. Um, but the point that I'm trying to make is that there's missed opportunities in regards to the fact that they already tried cross-play functionality, uh, Sony, uh, with the with the PlayStation Vita, and that didn't pan out. Nintendo had the opportunity to do crossplay functionality and did not take it at all. Like you said, Punk po- Pokemon is a cash cow. One of one of the many cash cows in the gaming industry, alongside Call of Duty. Um, you're meaning to tell me that there there was no there were no ideas in regards to linking the Wii U with the 3DS in terms of crossplay functionality. I get that you want to sell multiple copies of games, but in lieu of that stupid brick of a tablet. <laughs> The 3DS would have been just a, 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 a stroke of genius in terms of linking the two together and then, you know, taking your games on the go and stuff like that. If anyone was to bring that out and bring it to fruition, I would have thought it would have yep. been Nintendo. But, you know, between Nintendo and Sony, it's been just like missed opportunity after missed opportunity. And the only reason, again, that Sony is, quote unquote, in the lead sales wise is because they didn't screw up as badly. It's like... You know, Microsoft made their announcements about what they had, and people hated it, so they flocked to Sony because they had less conspicuous announcements. And that, I think, is Microsoft's biggest problem right there, is the fact they still have to get over that hurdle of how many gamers are just like, no, after that announcement, because they know that Microsoft tried something like that in the past, and they might do it again, so they still don't have that trust issue. Whereas Sony and Nintendo... Don't have that issue. Even if you don't like <coughs> Sony or you don't like Nintendo, you don't actually have a distrust of them where you don't know whether or not they're actually going to try to screw you. Well, I mean, we we all have trust issues with, with <laughs> yeah, some I mean, basically, in the gaming Sony's, industry. Yeah, all Sony has to do is point at Microsoft and say, you ever hold your thumb over a garden hose? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what they're doing over there. Uh, one thing I forgot to cover earlier, guys, that um, I do see as a positive of this you know, talk about console generations being longer, upgrades, whatever you want to call it. Uh, is is with relation to backwards compatibility. I would have to assume that if leaps forward in consoles are more gradual rather than paradigm shift like, I would think that par- backwards compatibility would approach what it's like on a PC where basically you don't have backward compatibility issues with PCs except in extreme cases where y- you know you you leave an OS behind and a game isn't compatible any longer. That could be interesting, but then again, we've seen every possible way that you could screw up backwards compatibility. So, who knows? They could have the table perfectly set for a you know perfectly backward compatible uh, console that that doesn't have any barriers and and still screw it up in some way, or or invent some you know financial reason or 
right reason not to do it. Uh, I, I think it's only a matter of time before you see that, uh, you know, some sort of screw up on that end. Um, Vernon, you mentioned Nintendo, and we did talk a, quite a bit about the NX, uh, but I'd be loath not to bring up some some uh, news about Nintendo. Uh, one of the oh, one boy. of the uh, things that that I heard, and this was a few months ago, uh, I was a little late to the news. I don't know if you heard about this, Vernon. Is apparently Nintendo filed a patent. Uh, back late in 2015, and it was basically a new cloud-based technology. And as ever, when one of these patent filings go on, not not everyone is 100% certain what it means, but there's a lot of speculation that this is confirmation that Nintendo, with the NX, is going to be developing some sort of box that that bridges the gap between a portable and a home console, uh, that, that, effect, that effectively becomes perfectly portable because it's cloud-based. Um, <laughs> I, and not only that, I mean, and again, if I could mention something too about Nintendo and the the NX, there was a rumor that it, again, just mm. rumor at this point, but there was a rumor that the NX might have a dongle on it that you can actually remove from the hardware mm. itself and plug into any HDMI port uh, to conti- to continue playing, and that seems like uh, such a step forward for Nintendo and just in, in you know gaming console in general. Like that should be that's I feel like a good future of quote-unquote consoles but again it's just a rumor at this point whether that turns out to be true or not i don't know like i think it's a little bit of a better idea than upgradable comp you know hardware but well i mean uh how how do you i heard you laughing a little bit vernon how do you feel about the thought of having a console that uh, that there literally is no portable versus no home uh distinction any longer i mean to me it seems like an idea that could work but i certainly have some reservations about it how about you (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm having trouble controlling my laughter because <laughs> Nintendo already had the opportunity. Oh, they did. And yeah. just <laughs> let's 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 you know let's say that uh, you know this patent is for real and they're not just trying to throw people off um, like they tried to do with the with the with the Wii U in terms of not having their competitors copy their ideas. You know, will that work <laughs> out? Um, and Let's say that that's actually the case. Let's say, you know, it's something like what Tony said. That would be amazing. Um, I, you know, I, I would definitely appreciate that, and I would love to see the the application of that and how successful that is in the, in the, in the market. However, these companies are not the best at taking advantage of low-hanging fruit when it's yeah. right in front of them. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and it, it just, it, <laughs> it's hilarious now to see that, all three of them are, you know, need to have, have scrambled at some point in the last five years to, to either pick up sales or you know try to do something differently to win the hearts of their fan base and stuff like that, win them back actually. Um, so, I, I mean, I could see it. it. It's definitely possible. Whether they will take advantage of it, that is another thing entirely. Yeah, I I do I do wonder as well because they've you know. All these companies have played the patent uh, game of chicken before, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that's the way it goes. Uh, I, for me personally, I've been so disinterested in what Nintendo's been doing for years that they'd have to do something pretty remarkable to get me back on board, but I, this this has definitely gotten my interest. Um, well, I'll ask all of you. I mean, I'll, I'll start with you, Goose. Uh, N- Nintendo was the first to jump into this generation, and... We can probably safely assume, unless you, you one of you disagrees, 
uh, that they'll be the first to jump uh, on this generation too ahead. Given the, and given that the Wii U hasn't exactly been a smash hit, I mean, why wouldn't they move as quickly as possible? Um, do you? I mean, Goose, do you think that whatever Nintendo ends up doing, whether it's something bold, innovative, or, innovative or not, is that going to force the other two to react earlier than they would would have otherwise, or is is Nintendo just going to be allowed to do their own thing and, and the other two are just going to forge ahead with their long-term plans for PS4 and Xbox One? I think it's going to all depend on what Nintendo brings to the table. For example, if the NX comes out and it is this game-changer like they think it's going to be, then I think we'll be sitting right in the same mindset we were, say, around 93, when Nintendo was the mainstay console and the other two will be trying yeah. to catch up. However, if we have another Wii U, we'll just watch the Nintendo continue to go on its own path, kind of off to yeah. the woods. Uh, how about you, Tony? I mean, it, it, the, the <laughs> last generation was an, a historically and unusually long <laughs> generation. I can't really see the PS4 and the Xbox One hanging around as long as they can until this idea of upgraded consoles came along. Uh, you know, if, if Nintendo comes out with something within the next two years, is that going to force their hand? What do you think? You know, one of my favorite answers in college was, it depends. <laughs> um, as Goose kind of said, it depends on what NX is. Like, if if it depends, like, if it is if it is this game changer and everything, that's great. But And if it has some great exclusives and all that, that's great. But, like, if it's running the Call of Duties and all these other multi-plats, like, at a, even a lesser rate than the Xbox One for whatever reason, you know, I think that, you know... Sony could still be sitting back and saying, hey, guess what? You know, the NX does this cool feature of whatever that, you know, these are, our console can't do, but we run it better, you know, and it looks better. It runs faster. So why not just get it on our system? You know, I think it it, it kind of depends. I don't know, because, again, Sony has such a far leap, you know, in this generation that even if the NX sells gangbusters out the door, I don't know if it's enough yeah. to catch up. I mean, and and I have to wonder, like, has Sony just decided, okay, we're going to be the traditional console. We're not we're not going to do anything weird, freak people out. We're not going to try and say that this is some multi-purpose entertainment unit, and the other two can do what they want. I mean, if you're this far ahead, why wouldn't you have that attitude? You're not going to stay ahead forever if if that's your attitude, but it's working for them now. And the other. Right, and again, you know, the other big downfall of the Wii and the Wii U is that it, it lacked that third-party support. So even if it has these fantastic exclusives, I mean, is it is it are the exclusives really, you know? And I'll I'll ask this to the group: Are those exclusives really going to outpace what the PS4 has already sold and will sell by the time this thing comes, the NX comes out? I, I mean, I don't know if if Nintendo can can convince people to come back and and develop for this new machine whatever it is then anything's possible and there really is no reason why they shouldn't be able to do that all you have to do is make is make a, a development kit or whatever the hell you call it that is actually user friendly and i think they'll take a stab at it um right i think that's that's the i guess that's my point is that even again if the exclusives and the first party titles are great i think that's one thing but it still needs that third party mm -hmm. support because if if it's not there, then people are going to well, be like, well, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to buy you know the next Call of Duty on the the Nintendo yeah. NX. I'm still going to get it on my PS4. Yeah. That's that's going to be I feel like somewhat detrimental. And I to think the you're NX. only going to get one shot. I think if a developer tries, it's going to the word's going to get around that this thing is tough to develop for. It's a pain in the ass. We've given up. I, I think if it's uh, developer friendly, indie friendly, whatever you want to call it, 
there's no reason that uh, that people won't develop for it. it but if you know you're going to have a situation like the, the Wii and the Wii U had where Nintendo made it so unpleasant for people to actually try and make software for their their system that you know that even when it would have been easy they backed out uh, it, then you it's just going to be the Wii all over again but we'll see um how about you Vernon um do do you see do, do you see what Nintendo ends up doing ultimately influencing what the other two do in this generation or they're they're or hastening their moves to the next gen I think it did before but not mm. so much now. Um, and speaking of which, I just looked it up, and actually, um, the NX is going to start uh, is actually starting production in uh, June, oh, apparently. Wow. Um, so we we can see that as uh, we can see that console out if they give it an actual name or if they keep it as NX. Maybe they'll tell us what it actually freaking means now. Um, but you know, there it's it's a it has a potential window in terms of launching in October. To November, oh, wow. um, so let's let, let's just you know that's just speculation at this point on my part. But um, no, I, I don't think that um, Sony and Microsoft are really paying attention to what Nintendo's doing because they're doing their own thing. And while that's worked for Nintendo in the past, as you know, just marching to the beat of their own drum, maybe not so much now. Um, I. I <laughs> I've been on an up and down roller coaster in terms of talking about Nintendo in the last yeah. few years. I just, I, I really don't know what to think yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think it's going to cause the other two to necessarily, um, you know, blink. But, uh, yeah, it. I, I do have to wonder, like, they, they've they've changed the game in the past. Um, I, I've, I certainly did the, didn't count them out. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they do. And, you know, given that uh, Sony has once again abandoned all interest in the portable space, I mean, N- Nintendo basically own it. Uh, they, they, they can, uh, if, they, if they do something compelling and something that's going to compete with mobile gaming, then, God, who, who knows? The sky's the limit there. Um, well... That about covers everything that I wanted to talk about, guys. I, I was going to get a little bit into Steambox, but I, the more I think about it, the more I think that might actually deserve its own uh, discussion on a, on a wider discussion about Steam itself. So we'll perhaps leave that for another time. Um, as I mentioned up at the start, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiax, or our YouTube channel, Channel Enthusiax, where all our video content and Let's Plays reside. Uh, our forum on Enthusiax.com, up on the top right-hand side of, of the page, uh, is where you can join in, in discussions there. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at Enthusiax.com if you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions. Um, thanks again to Vernon, to Tony, and to Goose. And we'll see you again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys.